0: Thank you. Thank you so much. Standing remain, I, I know you're up and down all morning. Some of you even had enough courage to come up front and act like you're 17 years old. Uh, 75 is a bit from 17, but I don't know the difference, so I'm good, amen. <laughs> but I, I, I wanna take an opportunity to say thank you. Thank you for your love and your support. Um, This has been a very special time. Uh, My greatest memories are your faces and what happens between people during those times. Both reuniting with people who've been with us for a long time or have not been with us for a long time and just realizing that God has given us an incredible journey. And which I am so grateful, I'm privileged to have walked this journey with you. Um, and we're not done yet. Look at your neighbor. We're not done yet. We got more. To, in fact, the best, tell your neighbor, the best is yet to come. So Chris, uh, there's a song that Helena wrote called The Best in Life is Waiting Just for You. So, so Chris, Chris. Chris J, Chris S, um, the best in life is waiting just, remember that, we we had to learn that song again. Yeah, yeah. Tell your neighbor, the best in life is waiting just for you, just for you. God always saves the best to last. God crescendos. That's the way he works in your life. So be faithful to Him and touch the the neighbor, the person next to you, grab their hand. Sometimes we forget. Sometimes we forget how important we are to each other. our culture presses us, pulls us apart, rather than unites us. Our culture specializes on our differences capitalizes on differences. But the kingdom of God always unites and brings men and women together. Oh yeah he does. Because God understands that when we are together, when we are walking in unity as a family everything he wants to do he can now release upon us. For some of you, the only reason why you have not stepped into the next level of God's promotion is because you're not yet in unity with his body. You've been kind of going it alone. You've been doing the Frank Sinatra thing. I'll go it alone. That's how it must be. Some of you, some of you are old enough to remember. It's going to be right for somebody else. It must be right for me. You don't remember? (laughs) I did it my way. You remember that, right? That's not the Christian hymn of unity. And you know what is lonely? Going through your darkest hour alone. And you know what's even worse? Climbing your highest mountain, getting your highest award, alone. God intended for us to be together. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? I I pray that God makes it even clearer to you today. Lift those hands to him. Father, we thank you that we are joined together by your Holy Spirit. By more than color, by more than money, more than possessions, more than education. Oh God, we thank you. We thank you for what you will open our eyes to see today. Would you, Lord, give us the courage to embrace what you've done for us, receive what you've brought to us? I give you thanks today for your, your word. And may this meal we eat together do something profound, holy, and miraculous among us. May this this time that we we spend together change us. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And God's people said, Amen. Now, instead of just sitting down, turn and grab somebody. Not the one you came with, but... (laughs) hug somebody, that's what that means, hug somebody. say that as oft as you eat and drink this do so remembering me uh, much of the body of Christ didn't even come back to worship let alone do what we're about to do today but I want you to do this with understanding so you can get the greatest benefit of it my favorite, one of my favorite, one of my favorite hangout places for, how many of you you like to eat? <laughs> don't tell your neighbor that's obvious, don't say it, don't say it. One of my favorite places to eat is OK Cafe. Uh-huh, y'all don't know about OK Cafe. What I like about OK Cafe, is just good old Southern cooking. Nobody cares that you are from the city or from the country. When you come to OK Cafe, I want to tell you, if, if you took just a little bit of that juice from them greens and ham hocks, that called a pot liquor, right? That's a legal, that's a legal liquor. Yeah. If take a little. If you take a little bit of that, that pot liquor and put it on your forehead, your tongue will beat your brains out trying to get it. It's so good. <laughs> it's ridiculous. What I'm I'm amazed about, and by the way, it's been there more than 50 years. OK Cafe was up and running when we first came to Atlanta 40-some years ago. It burned down, and they built it back again, and it's stronger now than it was before. And what's amazing about OK Cafe is when you go there, they rebuilt the diner like it was in the old days with new materials, but but the same decor. So when you walk in, it's like walking back 30 or 40 years ago. You walk through the door, and it's red everywhere, and and all of the all of the the um, waitresses run around with white dresses, and and you know, little like a nurse thing on your head. That little doily, I, I don't know what you call it, but they got they got the little doilies on, and they got aprons on, they all tie their aprons around their waist the same way, and all the chefs are cooking, and you can see, you know, you when you walk in, you can see them cooking, and we, we know them, they know us, the hey, hey, what's up, hey, you know, they know when we're there. When they're there, they, they, they fix it extra special. Just for us, amen. Because we've been there for so long, amen. The owner of the place knows us when we walk in the door. Oh, there they are, my favorite couple. Come on in. And and, and it's amazing. And I don't care white folks, black folks, Asian folks. Lord have mercy, Hispanic folks. Everybody goes to OK. Why don't you go to OK Cafe? It's amazing. Cornbread that'll make you, Lord have mercy, slap your mama, amen. Cornbread and, and they don't have this, have the, the muffin, muffin cornbread. They got that, they got that pot roast. I suggest the pot roast. The pot roast, oh my God, pot roast is in deep gravy, but it's in you know Flynn Johnson color gravy. It's amazing, tender. Oh my goodness, they have a oh if you like grilled cheese sandwiches. They got one of the best grilled cheese sandwiches you would ever imagine. And, and, and it's, oh, if you like french fries, they know how to fry their fries so that they're crunchy. Crunchy on the, hand cut, crunchy on the outside, soft on the inside. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I got a herb so y'all can go eat. All right, so. Fried grits. They oh, They have breakfast fried, anybody know about fried? I thought my mother was the only one who knew about fried grits. Oh, y'all don't know. Lord, help them. You, you know, it, it, always grits are left over, right? So my mother would take them grits in the, in the pot, let them level, and then she put them in an the box. I mean, in a refrigerator. And then, yeah, ice box. and then she would pull them out and be stiff, right? Congeled. And then she would cut them in, in squares, dip them in a little egg batter, and fry them. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're looking at me like, I, I thought y'all were from the South. You don't really have a clue what I'm talking about. <laughs> fry, and and they have, their grits are mixed with cheese. So there's like fried cheese grits. Am I right about it? Am I right about it? Why am I talking about OK Cafe? Because in, at OK Cafe, nobody cares what color you are. In OK Cafe it's a culture that's created there. I've seen, I've seen Bentleys pull up, Cads pull up, Audis pull up, toe-down pull up. They are so popular until they got a section down on the side, Mr. Rogier, they got a section down on the side where you can come in and get the food already cooked as much as you want. You can bag it up yourself and pay for it and go home. They got a, a like a buffet like, like a buffet portion you can buy, take out, or you have, or you can sit down and they got bar stools, real bar stools that turn. They got pad on the pad on the on the bar. So if you slip, you won't bust your lip. Amen. Why are you talking about OK Cafe? Because at OK Cafe, they could care less how dark your skin is. They could care less how light your skin is. Everybody got to eat. And they treat you the same. I think a, we need to consider why Jesus would choose eating as an initiation and a continuation of covenant. I don't know if you've thought about it, but the beginning of history, before mankind, for mankind, starts with a meal. I don't know if you thought about it but the end of history for all of us ends the history as we know it ends with the marriage supper of the lamb. And if you read the Bible if you if you study the word of God you'll see that when Jesus walked with um, on the earth one of the great things he always did it was his way of living he ate with his disciples, close, covenantal, transparent, open and honest, eye-to-eye. Eye. They met in a circle, as is, as is the, the tradition of Jews. They put two things they always had in the meal. They always had bread, and they always had had wine. And yes, if you drank drunk enough of it, you would get drunk. Tell your neighbor it was not grape juice. Tell you what I said. <laughs> now I did not ask you to go. I didn't tell you to go get wine. I'm just telling you what it really was, alright? <laughs> and Jesus, uh, he, it, it, it was their way. They were together approximately three years. It was their way they were together. So they, they would be at the temple, they would eat. But always, this was, they'd clear all the food away. And always, when there was bread and there was wine, this is the way they communed. Now, they did so as a counterculture, because eating is, a, um, is, a, is, a, is an Eastern tradition of making covenant with people. In other words, they even called it a covenant of salt. If you sat down with somebody at their table and ate with them, you must be their friend for life. One of the worst things you could ever do was to come against somebody who sat down at your table. It was one of the most evil, wicked things you could do. In the East, it is so, even to this day. If someone who lives in the East has you over and and you eat dinner with them, you if they if they are so obliged for you to be there, trust me, you they are saying to you, "We are in relationship for the rest of our days." I'm. I learned this long time ago. I learned it from the culture in which I grew up. How many of you have ever ate at my table? If you've ever eaten at my table, when I say my table, I mean the table, either my physical table I bought or the table I provided. How many of you have eaten it? Stand up if you've ever eaten at my table. Look around. You may be seated too late. Maybe they sat down already. <laughs> See, I, I've kept the tradition. If I ever, if I eat with you, I don't say this, but I'll say it to you now. If I ever eat with you, you ever eat with me, I will never be your enemy. I will never be your enemy. And if you have a a difficulty and you need need help and you can get to me, I'm going to find a way to get to you or get somebody to you. Jesus, can you imagine the Lord of glory? Hey, where do you live, Rabbi? Where do you live, they said. He he said, oh, come and see, come and see. Oh my God, one of the most incredible words in the, in the New Testament when Jesus says, come and see. And they say, come and we're, we're going to his house. So they all going to his house. They all got to, they know what's going on. Okay, why, why am I telling you this? Because some of us, we have, we're not aware of what's happening I wrote it down because I wanted to, um, oh, so let me finish my thought. Because when you eat, when, in, in the East, when you eat together, it's a way of saying what's in you is in me and we are related. Family had a much deeper definition in those days and it does today. Today, you know, it's, it was much deeper than, in fact, it was so deep, it was deeper than, than even blood. covenant was beyond blood you can make a covenant with somebody and by the way they didn't have contracts you sign they had covenants they made contractual law as we understand it is for those that break stuff contractual law so you can get out I provide this you provide that you don't provide this if I don't provide that I'm out that's the problem with our marriages today They're not covenantal. They're contractual. I love you. I'll be with you as long as you give me what I want. And The moment you quit giving me what I want, I'm out. If I find somebody else who'll give me more of what I want than you give me, I'm out. If I find somebody who can give me what I want better than you can give, then I'm out. Are you all hearing me? It was not so with the Lord. So the Lord wanted to He wanted to create a He wanted to create an icon A um, uh, I need a better word than prop But prop does work He wanted to create Something that would remind us How close Number one How close We are to Him And how close We are to each other So he chose this. Uh, he said something like, he said, you know, This is the cup. This is the cup of the new covenant in my And then he was, it hadn't happened yet, but it was about to happen because he knew it was going to happen because they already decided he was going to do it. He wasn't going to turn around. So he's like, it's like prophesying. This is the cup of the, of the new covenant in my blood. When you drink this, remember me. He said to them, this bread is my body, which is broken. By the way, you can't get the blood out unless you break the flesh. And what was about to happen to him? So he set up this drama. He set up this stage prop. I don't know a better word to use. Maybe my wordsmith can come up with something I can use better, but Jesus wanted a way to show us how close he really was how close he really is to us and how close we must be together he wanted that's good a prophetic demonstration there has never been a time when the color of your skin means so little and the content of your character means so much. Let me try it again. I, I haven't spoken with you in, a, in a few, several weeks, so I got to hurry up because I get emotional. Because I'm thinking, I've been, been running this stuff through my heart. I'm thinking, my God, there has never been a time in history where color means so little. You don't. I don't. If, if I love you, I don't care what color you are. If you hurt me, I'm hurt. Tap in and said, black don't hurt no more than white. Come on, talk to me, saints. Same hurt. Same hurt. Light skin, dark skin, same hurt. If you've ever been hurt, you know what I'm talking about. If you've ever been hurt, you it ain't about not about the hue of their outside, it's about what's on that inside. There's never been a time in history where your color means so little. Tap your neighbor and say, your color don't mean that much. (laughs) It don't. All the left-wingers are trying to convince you and I that the problem with America is color. That's the dumbest thing you could ever believe. I didn't say there weren't people who were prejudiced. I didn't say there were people who weren't. I hate to even use the word. I'm so sick and of the word, I don't know what to do. <laughs> Racist. Talk about an overused. God have mercy. Got got some of us believing that my whole world would be better if I could just overcome racism. You lost your mind. You're not down because you're black. You're down because you won't get up. She didn't, she didn't leave you because you black. She left you because you trifling. Are y'all breathing all right? Your kids, they, they get it. Your kids, they get it. See, because when children meet children, they haven't learned that mess yet. You haven't drilled it enough in their heads. So, so when children meet children, they don't care. They bring a little white boy, Johnny, come on. He come over you your house. <laughs> Some of your boys and girls right now, they have no problem crossing that imaginary color line. They have no problem at all. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. She didn't leave cause you don't have dreads. She left cause you dreadful. You just dreadful. You trifling, you not on time, you lie out your mouth, you lazy. I'm not not talking about you. I'm talking about that person out there. Okay, ain't got nothing to do with your color. You know why they won't hire you? Because you don't show up. And when you do show up, you act like the whole world owe you something. I didn't tell you, I didn't say to you that there aren't bosses and, and, and uh, uh, persons of, of authority in the, in the marketplace that ha, you know, have a bent toward them. You're going to find that in every culture and in every nation. Some people just don't like folk who ain't got no hair. That was funny. That was funny, man. That was, you know, I'm trying, man. <laughs> Some people, you know, they have a problem with bald head people. Hey, hey, don't laugh. Some people have a problem with dreadheads. Excuse me, dreads. Lock. Locks. Pardon me, thank you. Thank you for me right. Yes, I mean, some people like, ooh, that look like, never mind. OK. Culture divides us much more than color. For this reason, the kingdom of God is a cultural war. What Jesus calls us to, that's why he says, from every nation, every tongue, every tribe, every language, I call the mine." The called out ones, that's what the meaning of the word church is, ecclesia, those who are called out Yes, you may talk a little different. Yes, you may, you may, you may come from a culture that you know you better. You got some. You need some swag. You know you, you're gonna get you something. <laughs> you are you, not be walking straight on that, down the block. Maybe <laughs> he'll pick you off. <laughs> God calls people from every race, every creed, every culture, every language, every tongue. Are you hearing me? I want you to lift your hands to the Lord because I'm to ask, I'm asking the Lord Jesus that He would now bring to us every creed, every culture. I'm asking the Lord to, to bring more of the mix. I'm asking the Lord to intermix us so that we are a, 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 a present picture of what the church is. He intended the church to be and what heaven will look like. Lord, I'm asking you through relationships in this house to bring the increase of those who do not look like us, those who do not dress like us, but they know you and they love you. I thank you, Heavenly Father. You've been preparing us for this the whole time. And we praise you and thank you. Clap your hands like it's so. Come on, bless him like like you sure believe it. Acts 17, Acts 17, Acts 17, verses 24 through 28 says this. The God who made the world and all things in it, since he is Lord of heaven and earth, since he is Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands, nor is he served by human hands, as though he needed anything since he himself gives to all people life and breath and all things. And he made from one man, have mercy, Lord. He made from one man every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth, having determined their appointed times and the boundaries of their habitation. But they would seek God if perhaps they might rope for him and find him though he is not far from each of us from each one of us he's not far for any him we live and we move and we have our being we exist even as some of your own poets would say Paul said for we also are his offspring I, I, I was I was particularly uh, impacted by, he has determined their boundaries. See, the nations are drawn by boundaries. God said, I, I did that. God is the author of the differences, of the cultural nuances. That's why when, when, when you come to Christ and, and you come from the Bahamas, I don't want you to start talking like you're from 45th Street, New York. When you come from Atlanta, you don't need to be trying to talk like you're from Minneapolis. God glories in your, in your distinctiveness. God loves the way he made you. Tell you never what I said. God loves the way he made you. He glories in, in, your, he glories in your person. What in the world does this have to do? Well, let me just tell you, my brothers and my sisters. If God so chose that he would call out of every tongue, every tribe, Every nation, out of all the boundaries that are set by him, and he even determines how long a nation is going to be around. Right now, the USA is being weighed 250 years. We're being weighed in the balance right now, whether we're going to live out all our years or not. In fact, one of the things I want to tell you this morning, is some of us have a problem with patriotism because you've been taught by professors who do not know what they're talking about. It was not so 50 years ago. I remember my history books. I remember the things that I read that were not lies. They put those books away. If they could, they burned them. They're not the books that are taught in classrooms today. In fact, most professors are teaching you how bad your nation is. Do you understand what's going on around us? You're not popular if you are a patriot. You're considered a zealot. You're considered a, 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 give me a good word. You know what I'm talking about. A rebel. You're considered, you, you're an outcast if you are a patriot. You, don't, you know, most students don't even know what patriot means. By the way, the word comes, patriot, comes from pater, Father. The patriarch are those that cling to the beliefs of the founding fathers. Some of you have been taught that your founding fathers of these United States were, were evil. You just didn't get the right history. Sorry. I'm risking this morning. You look at me like an idiot. But I'd like to challenge you to go and get some other books and get the whole story. But unfortunately, many of us don't even like the pond God raised us in. My daddy said, it's a poor, it's a poor frog that can't praise the pond that you grew up in. Now I know many of us have been through some tough times and some terrible situations, but I have to tell you, my brothers and my sisters, that the history that most of us have been taught about these United States is not complete. In fact, in many cases, is downright erroneous. I used to question the founding of this nation when I stopped remembering what I was taught and started listening to the left professors, revisionists, you know, we got a whole company of professors who are trying to revise the whole They're trying to revise the whole history of the United States. Did you know that? Purposefully trying to throw away all the old and rewrite it the way they want it. Making us the villains of the world. If you served, if you ever served in this nation in a war, if you've served in this nation in a war, stand on your feet. If you've ever served in the military while there was a war going on, while there was a war, stand up. If there was a war going on, you served. See, let's keep standing for a minute, brothers. My wife and I said we're talking today on the way to work. He said, "Do you know? On with the church. We work church yeah. He, he, he she said. If you ask somebody today graduating from school, would you die for this country? <laughs> no. Am I right? Yeah, right. Sure. Well, you ask somebody to die for that country. No, I'm gonna make you die for you. I ain't gonna die for you. no! And do you know if they instituted the draft, they've had ma- they have massive <laughs> they've had they'd have That's massive the- exoduses. Oh, yeah. Trying to go to Canada. Trying to go to Canada because they don't love their country they don't believe they can be Christian and love their country they forgot that God is the one that determines the boundaries and how long and they don't know the history about this nation some of y'all gonna tell you something this morning many of you had never heard before you don't even know what this nation is about I got you standing because if you serve during a time when it's possible for them to deploy you to be in a, a war zone, that means you have the possibility of losing your life. So you better believe in what you're fighting for in order to do that. But what many of you are not even old enough to know is by the time we got to World War II, people were volunteering. They signed up. Because he believed in our nation. He believed in this country. It is not an imposition against Christianity for you to believe in your country. I did not say that your country as a whole has not done things that were wrong. And what nation hasn't done some wrong stuff? But in our history, at least we're willing to correct it how many of y'all have a house? I'm talking about you bought one. I mean, you had to get a loan. Raise your hand if you ever got a loan. Had to sign the, sign the, sign the, the loan, the, the mortgage. Uh-huh. How many of y'all live in a white neighborhood? Predominantly. Raise your hand. Don't be ashamed. You live in a predominantly Anglo community. Come on, raise I'm going to say, I know you're in here. Thank you, baby. Don't be ashamed. Raise it up real high because, you know, you got to have enough money to do that. Hello, somebody. <laughs> what, are you, what are you getting at? I want to tell you, saints, you have forgotten where you live. You've forgotten how we got there. And if we don't tell you how we got here, we can't keep what we got. I got grandkids. I don't even know. I, I, I said, Lord, please help us. Because if, 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 if my grandkids make it to my age, I don't know if they'll have the same country that I was given when I grew up. The, today is Veterans Day. So, you know, we were singing, mm-hmm, God bless America, land that I love. Stand beside her. And guide her through the night with the light from above, from the mountains to the valleys, prairies to the oceans, white with foam. God bless, a man thy home sweet home that was great (laughs) God bless opposite. You've lived in this so long, you have no appreciation for the opposite. You get up in the morning, you take your shower with water that's actually hot, that's clean enough for you. Your shower water, you could drink it and not die. That is not so in every nation, please. Trust me. You get up, you clean yourself, you don't have to wipe the roaches off your face for the pestilence that are calling all over. You, you live up, you live in a nation that they actually pick up the the garbage and dump it somewhere where you ain't got to smell it I wish I could help somebody help me today you grew up in a country where you have a choice what kind of automobile do you want to drive you have a you have a choice how much furniture you have in your house what kind it is foam or made of wood you have a choice Uh, what kind of clothes you you had more choices about clothes than anybody in the whole wide world cheaply you don't believe it just go on down there what's that store go to go to the kingdom of god store i'm sorry k and g If you have a, if you are pregnant, you don't have to have your baby on the side of the sidewalk. If you don't have a dime, and you're about to deliver, they'll take you into the delivery room and deliver your baby. If you're sick and you're about to lose it, the ambulance will take you to the hospital, whether you have insurance or not. That is not so in most countries you've forgotten where you live If you live in what's called the ghetto that you don't like I don't know why you don't move I can help you I can help you move I can help you move bro If there's lying and killing and shooting and drugs all around you, you don't have to live there captain the I say tell them what tell about I say you ain't got to live there You don't have any education? I don't care. I can get you a job and put you and I can get you a job while you learn some something on the side and you keep the job and keep learning and you pretty soon you'll know enough to get out of that and get into this. Excuse me. For many people there are people who will pay you to learn. We have an incredibly great country. Hey, you know what? If somebody comes in your house and assaults your kids and you shoot them, Lord, help me. I might get in trouble for this. I'm trying to get it right. Remember, you understand? I know you understand. Somebody come in your house. You know, you sleep. It's your house. They break in your house and they assault you and you shoot them. Bam! You actually you actually can get a lawyer so you won't go to jail she's looking at me like I lost my mind back there like you know (laughs) what is he talking about if you driving on 285 and you have an accident and your car spins out of control, hits one car, hits another car, Now you got this pile of all around the freeway. You, you know, in this nation, it's so incredible that you can actually hire a lawyer that will help you navigate through all that, get all that you need to be collected. <laughs> we have an amazing country because it's not like that all over the world. Trust me, I have been many, many places other than this continent, and it is not that way. Okay, because if you don't have an appreciation of the pond where you live, then you start to take it for granted, and you start saying things, you start, you, you start using key phrases to justify your own failures. it used to be questioned that our nation's founding, while our nation's founding was not perfect due to the original sin of slavery. This nation was exceptional in the history of the, has the most exceptional history in the world. However, some scholars have recently tried to literally rewrite the date and reframe the context of america's inception they have espoused the idea of a false ideology that our nation is completely evil and should be scorned our college students motivated by left-wing and socialist professors got some of our kids out in the street riding about what they have no knowledge of i don't i dare ask how many of you your kids when school came back and they were smarter than you now they figured you didn't know nothing well until it's time for them to get married and have a baby then it's a whole different ball game you know what we, we discovered The older, the more kids our our kids have, the smarter we get. (laughs) That's a brilliant woman right there. She is brilliant. Come on, Bishop, hurry up so we can eat this meal, all right. I wanted to tell you, um, some of you may not know this. But when this nation was founded, in 1606, the the pilgrims pulled up on the shore after fighting uh, a, a major storm that should have killed them, waist deep in water, excrement, vomit, made it to the shore, took the mask of the ship, cut it down, made a cross, took it to shore, and put it in the ground, and made a declaration over this continent. here's what they said, from these shores, the gospel of God's kingdom will go throughout the world. This will be the place that will trumpet the Word of God around the world and they said we dedicate this land to the Lord Jesus Christ for the furtherance of the gospel how many of you read that in your history how many of, you had, how many of your history books gave you those facts. By the way, some of you are curious, so I'll give you stuff if you want to go. Check it out for yourself, and so I'm not lying to you. Did you know that the land we're standing on was dedicated to God for the gospel before, before, before there were any Black Panthers? Unbelievable. Many of you don't have patriotism because you don't know the history. What makes us exceptional is this, that the United States of America is the only country ever, including ancient and modern day Israel, the only country ever to be founded on an idea, not on ethnicity. Because your neighbor said, we were founded on an idea, not ethnicity. Everywhere in the world, when you go to Rome, guess what they call? Romans. When you, when you, when you, Lord have mercy. Say what? When you go to Italy, what do you call them? Yeah. Italians. When you go to Germany, I've been there. What do they call them? You go to the Netherlands. Dutch. You go to Canada, what do you call them? <coughs> when you come to America, Have mercy, Jesus. Did you know America is the only country where you could be of another ethnicity, come from another boundary, and come in here and get citizenship, and now you are called an African American. You're called a what? American. American. By the way, I have a little problem with African American. I have a little problem. My little problem is I am not African. I am American. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I am full-blooded, shown up top to bottom Full USD American born on the born in the US Somebody else wanted to coin African because of the color of my skin. This is the only nation that brings in the masses. Bring to me your huddled masses. And when they come and they become one, we are no longer identified by the color of our skin or even where we came from. We are now identified by the land in which we have committed. And that's why you're called an American. I want to thank you for standing here. Because I know you've been in the law field, so you know you know the nuances of what I'm talking about. You what? I know. <laughs> I know you do. Saints, I'm so sorry for you that you don't, you're not able to glory in the fact that you're an American. When we went to Europe, they were looking at us because they knew we had that American thing. That American thing, you know. That American thing. Hey, what's up? They were looking at little top to bottom. I was in Germany three years. They never thought I was a German. They, they knew I was an American. And, there's black Germans. and there are black Germans. Oh, yeah. Saints, what I want to do today is I want to take a. a I, want to, I want to eat this meal with you. Come on, stand in the aisle, so I'll hurry up. I want to eat this meal with you. And when, when, when we eat this meal together, what I want you to do. And I want you to understand something, that the Lord Jesus Christ determined before time, he looked down in the generations and he saw that you would not be born in it, that you would not be living right now in Italy or Spain or France or Canada or the Netherlands or in Russia or in India or in China. He, he, he saw you here. I'm not telling you that there should not be some, uh, some, some godly pride about your heritage if your bloodline runs in another boundary. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying to you is when you come to this country, see, I, we welcome everybody. I'm not talking about the border. We ain't welcome them. But we welcome all. The, we welcome all. And there's a way for you to get in this country. Ain't nobody talking to me right now. When you come into this country you have to take a test you have to have learning so you understand that you abide by the laws so that you can take advantage of the freedom because with every freedom comes what? Responsibility. And as a Christian as a born again believer you should never be ashamed that God chose to plant you in this nation. In fact, I'm praying with my brothers and sisters across the country that America will completely be saved. Clap your hands if you will pray with me. I got, there's a lot I could tell you about this, but but I want you to, to see that if you are ashamed of your country, it's not because your country It's not because there's something wrong with your country Though there are things that must change God did not plant you here for no reason at all God has looked down and he knows what kinds of covenants you're forming He knows what that's going to mean for families, for marriages He understands that you would flourish best on this soil I don't want you to ever be ashamed another day of your life that God chose this land for you to flourish in. I need you to take your freedom, take your opportunity, and I'm going to talk to you about this in the coming days. What do you need to be doing with your opportunity right now? What does God expect of his people? How is it that you should be growing, flourishing, prospering, and why? To begin it all, let's come to this table by your heads in honor and reverence for the one who this table represents. This cup, Father, as your blood that was shed from Calvary, for every nation, tribe, and tongue, even for Americans. Your blood that washes us clean of every sin. Your blood that empowers us to be the people of God. This bread, your body, thank you for healing us of all of our sicknesses and our diseases. Cleanse us of our immoralities. Deliver us from every demonic oppression. Prepare us to be used by you in a mighty way. This bread, your body, this cup, your blood, I declare in the name of Jesus. And we eat this and we drink this, remembering and proclaiming your death and your resurrection. Let your power be upon your people. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And all God's people said,